<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth, and justice, believers in peace, freedom, and the American way. Donald, Donald Trump just declassified Devin Nunes's so-called memo, his little three-and-a-half-page summary of top-secret information that uh, has been cherry-picked and spun to make it look like the only reason that a FISA court issued a warrant to, to uh, follow around Carter Page and, uh, and, you know, and company was because of the Steele memo, uh, the Steele dossier, you know, the PP dossier, which in fact is not the case. And, you know, just a simple look at the timeline will tell you that that's not the case. But these guys don't mind lying to accomplish what they're trying to get to. And that's the thing that really flips me out, is that if they are willing to damage the FBI, damage our national security, release uh, top secret information that, that could damage our country in order to try to derail the Mueller investigation into whether Trump attempted to collude with Russia or any other foreign power for that matter, but specifically Russia in this case, to, to, uh, to win the election. That tells us that this man will do anything. He'll do anything to to gain and hold power. And that's a pretty damn breathtaking thing. I've, you know, I said a couple days ago, I didn't think that Trump could get impeached given the current Congress that we have and given the current media ecosystem that we have. We've got a billionaire. Uh, Trump, of course, is a billionaire. And one of his buddy billionaires is Rupert Murdoch. He owns his own television network, plus the Washington, or excuse me, plus the Wall Street Journal and uh, the New York Post, among others, and, you know, radio and television, or television stations all over the country. And I said, you know, it's, I don't think Nixon could have gotten uh, impeached right now. I don't know if Trump will get impeached around this or not. We'll see. But, but uh, Willa Frege, writing over at Huffington Post, citing Sean Hannity's ardent defense of President Donald Trump, Geraldo Rivera, on Thursday, bragged that if the Fox host were around during Richard Nixon's time, the embattled former president wouldn't have resigned. See, I told you so. This is what Geraldo Rivera said to Sean Hannity on Sean Hannity's show yesterday. Quote, Nixon would never have been forced to resign if you existed in your current state back in 72, 73, 74. It's too bad for Nixon because nobody like you existed then. 
Right. This is, this is really a serious problem. And then you look at the, the, even some of the larger issues like war and the possibility of an economic crash, both of which I think are, are very, very real possibilities. And we get this, this uh, article from the PBS NewsHour hours before his first State of the Union. Donald Trump met with some newspaper editors, and he said, and I quote, I would love to be able to bring back our country into a great form of unity. Without a major event where people pull together, that's hard to do. A major event? He goes on to say, you know, I don't really want that major event, but, you know, hey, it's not a good thing, but it would work. So what's a major event that pulls people together? Well, George W. Bush, after 9-11, when he demagogued 9-11 and started bombing Afghanistan and Iraq and making us all feel like nice and muscular, his popularity went up to 74%. Donald Trump would kill for 74%. And I use that in literal meaning. He would kill Syrians. He's amping up the war in Syria. At the same time, the BBC last night was reporting, or this morning, I guess, in, in the UK, was reporting that there are literally hundreds of thousands of Syrian civilians who have been cut off from water and electricity who are essentially, you know, in, in a giant refugee camp that used to be their town, towns. And the Red Cross and other agencies have not been able to get food or water or anything to them since November. They're dying. They're dropping like flies. I mean, they're just, these are human beings dying as I speak right now. Men, women, and children dying in Syria. Trump's response, we're going to step up the bombing. North Korea. I mean, this is where it gets truly spooky. Today's New York Times, Mark Landler and Helene Cooper. The Pentagon is worried that the White House is moving too hastily toward military action on the Korean Peninsula that could escalate catastrophically. Giving the president too many options, the officials said, will could increase the odds that he will act. Yeah, the Pentagon is stonewalling Donald Trump. He keeps saying, hey, give me a plan to attack North Korea. I want to give him a bloody nose. And the guy that Trump had initially proposed to be the U.S. ambassador to North Korea is uh, his last name is Cha, C-H-A. Mr. Cha, friend said Mr. Cha, this is from the New York Times, his friend said Mr. Cha pressed that case. Well, here's, here's what he said. He said, uh, even the most limited strike, this is from the New York Times, this New York Times piece today by uh, Mark Lander and Helene Cooper. Even the most limited strike, the so-called bloody nose option, risks what one Defense Department official called an unacceptably high number of casualties. Keep in mind, there, there are 8,000 artillery pieces and rocket launchers positioned on, a, on a, essentially a mountaintop 20 miles from Seoul, South Korea, a city of, of tens of millions of people that could drop 200,000 rounds into Seoul in like minutes. And you can't take them all out. It's just, it's this huge, long thing. And what Cha said... The guy that, that Trump initially wanted to be our South Korean ambassador, he has since, you know, as a result of Cha saying this, he has pulled his nomination. But what Cha said, 
is, uh, again, back, back to the, the New York Times article, even the most limited strike, the so-called bloody nose option, risks what one Defense Department official called an unacceptably high number of casualties. Mr. Cha, writing in the Washington Post, said the premise of such a strike, that it would jolt Mr. Kim into recognizing that the United States was serious and drawing back to the bargaining table, was flawed. If we attack North Korea, Kim isn't going to say, oh, I've been attacked. I think I'll talk to you guys. No. He's going he's to bomb the crap out of Seoul, South Korea. As Mr. Cha wrote in the Washington Post, if we believe that Kim is undeterrable without such a strike, how can we also believe that a strike will deter him from responding in kind? And if Kim is unpredictable, impulsive, and bordering on irrational, how can we control the escalation ladder, which is premised on an adversary's rational understanding of signals and deterrence? Friends said Mr. Cha pressed that case in meetings at the Pentagon, the United States Pacific Command, the State Department, and the National Security Council. And that was enough for Trump. He's out of here. I added that little part myself here. You know, Steve Bannon actually got this right. He, he said, while he was still in the White House, he said, and I quote, until somebody solves the part of the equation that shows me that 10 million people in Seoul don't die in the first 30 minutes from conventional weapons, I don't know what you're talking about. But Steve Bannon, you know, like a broken clock, twice, right twice a day, Steve Bannon's no longer in the White House and no longer has any influence. This is, this is incredible. I mean, this, this is like, this could be like the, the burning of the Reichstag, Gebuge. They talk about how uh, the Pentagon has a different view. This is from today's New York Times piece. You know, the, they have repeatedly warned in meetings and on video conference calls that there are few, if any, military options that would not provoke retaliation from North Korea, according to officials at the Defense Department. But does Donald Trump care? No, he wants a unifying event. And if he's willing to blow up the FBI, he's certainly willing to blow up South Korea. Yeah.